Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Hey, good morning, everyone. It's CJ. Welcome to another edition of Rogue in the Mornings. Uh, today is Tuesday, December the 13th. Uh, this year is just completely flying by. Uh, do me a favor. Go over to roguenews.com. Bookmark. Subscribe. We still get emails. People asking, where can we find the latest videos of Rogue? Well, guess what? They're uploaded literally within the hour to roguenews.com. So go check that out. And then also a friendly reminder that we do do limited content on YouTube. But for all of our uncensored content, jump over to our Rogue Twitch channel, which is actually titled Rogue News TV. There you can catch all of our full live videos, completely uncensored, away from the YouTube gods that want to dictate the content that we can discuss. A couple of uh, notes real quick in regards to Rogue. Uh, do have some uh, V wanted me to inform everyone uh, some some bad news. V today at the gym tore his bicep muscle, and he is uh, literally probably still at the ER uh, getting that taken care of and um, getting that thing situated. And so at the last minute, I knew that there was a lot to discuss. So I messaged Cowboy. He said, "I'm down. Let's jump on. Let's do this." So so Cowboy. So I'll keep V in your thoughts and prayers. Hopefully he'll get. He's he's got a little bit of recovery to do with a, a torn. Uh, torn bicep that's going to be painful for a while so so cowboy thank you for jumping in and uh, yeah, i want no to also w- welcome all of our of our uh, live stream uh, listeners so so cowboy what's what's going on bro how you doing doing good yeah that's uh it, it's tough to hear you know about about a bicep tear that's that's brutal dude like that's something that you don't just bounce back from no it's gonna be a minute right like you know i've never had that type of injury but he literally told me he's like Dude, he's like, I felt the tear, and then I, I watched the bicep literally roll up my arm. I'm like, okay, enough. I, okay, I get it. I, I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right as he's telling you, you have that, like, when I hear those kinds of things, my, uh, I don't say the two, we haven't really uncorked the gross talk yet, but let's just say my groin tightens when I hear things like that. You know, <laughs> like, ah, I don't right. want to hear it, man. No, stop right. telling me. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's like pause. It's like, I'm not, I'm not watching one of those medical channels on, on, uh, on a stream or something, you know, dissecting a body or anything crazy like that. But, um, but I want to do a show primarily because it was just, it, it's been a very information news cycle the past 24 hours. And I thought we could jump into a few different things. I see you got your screen share up. So let's jump in uh, to what you have added here. So why don't you break this down for us, cowboy, go for it. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, the FTX story, we've heard so much about it. We know enough about it not to, to really go too deep, but it's just, it's been official that uh, SBF, Sam Bankman fraud, scam Bankman fraud has been arrested uh, down in the Bahamas and the U S has filed criminal charges against him and is likely to request his uh, extradition. Um, So, you know, the way extradition works is that a country, first of all, has to have an extradition treaty Secondly, um, in order to extradite the country where you are has to have a similar law. It has to have like basically the same law. Um, looks like someone's asking me to zoom in on that. So I'm going to do that real quick. Sorry, guys and gals. Go for it. Oh, it's a Twitter file. I may not be able to zoom on that. Let me see if I can um, open in a new tab. 
may have to download. Yeah, that's that's with it. way more zoom than we. Okay, so, and by I the way, for this document, you know that came from uh, somebody over on uh, the Rogue uh, Discord. So you can always go on there nice. and check it out. Um, so a lot of a lot of stuff coming from there today. Um, we got a lot of guys in there. I know Bio Greg's throwing some good good stuff in there. Um, uh, there's just a bunch of people in there. I know Bio Greg and I were talking this morning about CBDCs. So, um, but yeah, for extradition to work, one, there's got to be a treaty. Two, there has to be the same law. Um, I'd like, for example, in Switzerland, the rules around tax evasion are very different. So you can do certain kinds of what is considered here to be tax evasion, what is not breaking the law over there. So if you're just over there, then, you know, you can get away with things. Uh, I'm not a legal expert. That's not legal advice or nor is it tax advice. Do your own research. So, um, but, you know, we've talked enough about how it's a Ponzi scheme and now he's being uh, picked up. Also, um, right here, where is it? They're, they're piling onto the guy. Um, you've got the current CEO who is, you know, throwing him under the bus. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, but um, it also has some data here saying that Bankman Freed was well aware um, of what's going on. So this has been brewing for a while. Um, conspiracy to defraud the United States. Feds charge FTX founder with campaign finance violations. Um, also, the uh, the Bahamas rule was wire fraud and money laundering. So that they arrested him in the Bahamas for wire fraud and money laundering. However, um, the United States has some you know campaign finance stuff. So you know it could be simply. Uh, thank you for that, Velas. Uh, we, we, it could be simply that things have gone so far and the public outcry is big enough to where he has to take the fall, even though we know that the real criminals who actually set him up are probably going to get away scot-free. And I don't mean to be too black-pilled, but I mean, CJ, do you think that's accurate or do you? how do you see that? Yeah, you're spot on. I mean, there's there's numerous things to consider at this point. You know, I'll bring this into the stream real quick. I'm not going to play any of it, but, you know, ironically enough, SBF was set to testify today in front of the House uh, Financial Services Committee. He was subpoenaed to testify. And I really question the timing of the arrest. And, right. and if you and if you look at this and if you frame this, it's pretty easy. It doesn't take a genius to figure out that his arrest was probably because he had a pretty open lip like he was, you know, he was all juiced up on whatever type of, of medications that they, they, they utilize it. It was the Adderall or something that keeps them awake 24 hours a day or what, whatever. Yeah. Adderall is one thing that will, that's a lot of college students use it for, you know, so they can stay up all night studying. Yeah. So they pretty much admitted to, to drug use and everything. And, you know, that's why they had all this endless energy kept, kept going, but he was pretty open lip. And, and I don't think that he was the kind of person that you near, you would want to necessarily put in front of the type of questioning, especially, in front of, of Republicans and Democrats, because we have to remember, if you look at the actual funding that took place, the campaign funding, it happened on both sides of the aisle. So there's just like Epstein, there was reasons to keep him silent, like not to allow him to testify today. Now, it's complete speculation on my part. I always speculate when I, I tell people when I speculate that I don't have facts to. But if you connect the dots, like you don't want him testifying. You do not want him up there saying, oh, I sent you money. I sent you money. You you tell me, are you going to give the money back? It just would not be a scene that that they, they want on national television. So I think his arrest was very strategic. His arrest was to silence him at this point. And now he cannot testify there. And then I was listening to probably roughly about a half an hour of the actual uh, testimony of the new CEO um, of FTX. And they're basically just just whitewashing at this point there. It's it's all about like, you know, what's going to happen. It's 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 all smoke and mirrors at this point because they all know they're all, they're all in a, on, on the take. Right. You know, we've said here on Rogue many of times that that this dude was not smart enough to put together this elaborate. And they're breaking it down. They're like, it wasn't that elaborate. It wasn't. Like, OK, well, if that's true, then then how did he get all the compliance reviews? How did he get to the level he did? without any type of third-party influence. How was the structure set up? I highly doubt he was capable of doing this himself. This really helps to eliminate the multitude of probably uh, people that were committing the fraud and laundering money through uh, FTX, uh, Cowboy. So that's, so that's my take. 
Yeah, I'm with you 100%. I mean, he was just the tip of the spear. And they they used him and abused him and, uh, you know, uh, money laundering, all that stuff is what he's being charged for. But I think the real money laundering is way bigger than we'll ever know. And FTX was the uh, was the linchpin, of course. Yeah. He was, um, did mean, you he was, see the interview but, with uh, Glenn Greenwald and uh, and Tucker where he talks about how like uh, spreading democracy is BS? No, I did not see that. No, no. You might like that. I can uh, hear. Let me let me throw it up here. Um, let me go ahead and grab this. It's like it's I'm going to put it in the private chat so you can just bring it up. So I just pasted it here because I don't have audio. Um, so I just put it in there. It's it's kind of one thing that like one of those things that always bothers me is and I know Gus kind of says it properly how the left or the establishment or whoever they are, what they're really good about is language, language and legal stuff. And so they're always saying, oh, spread democracy, spread democracy. This is why we go invade all these other countries. So they, they really spell it out here nicely. Yeah, let me. Oh, bring looks my like you audio. lost it. Yeah, I need to bring my audio up. I forgot to hit the uh, the share the the sound. Okay, here we go. All right, so this should bring it in here, and let me rewind it. And audio is up all the way. All right, here we go. Let's listen to what you want so, to say. Glenn, what bothers me is not so much what Zelensky is doing. There's a lot of tyranny around the world. I don't brood on it. But the fact that A, we're paying for it, and B, our leaders are defending it, I think every American should be upset about that. I think in general, Americans should be very skeptical when the U.S. government says we're going to fight in wars on the other side of the world. We're sending tens of billions of dollars in military aid in order to spread democracy. The U.S. government actually doesn't care about spreading democracy. Many of its closest allies in the world always have been and still are some of the world's most despotic regimes, like in Saudi Arabia, Egypt. Right. All the U.S. government cares about is that a government serve U.S. interests, not whether it's democratic or not. But if you want to believe the fairy tale that the U.S. government goes to war to spread democracy, Ukraine is not the place for you. You mentioned this argument, well, Zelensky's in war, he has to curb liberty. Go back to 2021, a year before Russia invaded, and you can find articles, just Google it, where he shut down opposition uh, television stations. He's now shut down opposition parties. Every hallmark of what a despot and tyrant, not a Democrat does, is shaping the Zelensky government. And that was true well before Russia invaded. How, I, I wonder, I mean, two things. One, how can Republicans can, in, on the Hill continue to defend this? And B, what's it really about? Because I, I think you're right. Our foreign policy is almost always about defending our interests. I think it should be, actually. But I don't see our critical interests at stake here. So I'm not, what is this about? Right, so I think the first point is, if the U.S. government were honest, and they should be, they would get rid of this whole script about, oh, we have to go and defend democracy. That's a fairy tale that tries to get Americans to feel better about the fact that we're involved in many, many countries all over the world. That's not the real reason. The only reason is to do it for vital U.S. interests. The, 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 the line in Washington for decades was the U.S. has no vital interest in Ukraine. That was Obama's view. That was the bipartisan right. view. Why did that change? The only reason is because we saw an opportunity to trap Russia inside Ukraine, all based on the view that Russia is our enemy, something only Democrats should be believe, should believe because they think Russia is to blame for the 2016 election and Hillary's victory. But why would Republicans want confrontation with Russia? What Americans does that benefit besides arms manufacturers? Well, that's a really, that's a really good question, and I, I haven't quite unraveled it. Um, it seems pretty clear that the Biden administration baited Russia into this invasion. You had the vice president of the United States at, you know, in Western Europe days before telling Zelensky to join NATO, which, of course, they knew was a red line. They wanted this invasion. That's my view. I think it's very obvious. You think this was all about preparing for a war with Russia? Russia. 
if if you think that Russia is a grave enemy of the United States, then it makes sense to try and lure them into a war that they can't win. Like we got lured into one with Afghanistan for 20 years, or we lured the Soviet right. Union into a war with right. Afghanistan back in the 70s because it does deplete your enemy. The question is, why should Russia be seen as our enemy? Both Obama and Trump said there's no reason to see Russia that way. It has one fifteenth the size of our military budget. It's not threatening American borders. Why are we so obsessed with spending tens of millions of dollars to weaken Russia, which we could be using here at home to benefit the lives of American citizens, when Russia's not doing anything to the United States, unless you're a crazy resistance person who believes they're the reason Donald Trump won. But if you don't believe that, what is the rationale for this? There is none. I know. And as usual, they've hijacked the best instincts of Americans, their compassion, uh, and turned that against them. Glenn Greenwald, great to see you tonight. Thank you. Thanks, Tucker. Wow. Interesting enough, um, I'm I'm glad you had that file, that video, because I hadn't watched that yet. But interesting enough, and this goes back to, you know, where we get our information from, what we tune into. And and it's a fact, like people more so plug into their programming of things that align with their ideologies. I'm guilty of it. I think we all are. Right. So that's why, hence the reason you get a majority of, of, um, of Democrats that listen to CNN, you get the vast majority of of Republicans that listen to Fox News, but was interesting in this in this scenario was you had uh, Eric Bowling, who literally attacked and went on the attack of uh, Tucker Carlson for spreading lies of of uh, about Putin. So it, it's just kind of interesting where, where you have people who try to shed a little bit of truth around what's really happening, you know, in the world, but yet you get both conservatives and liberals who attack those things. Right? You you, you see it on both sides and. And this is a perfect example where he says that, you know, that, that Tucker's lying that and this is Newsmax, right? They're like, but like they're pretty right leaning. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think they're they're pretty hard. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. That's, you know, he, he attacks Tucker saying, why is he lying about uh, uh, Orthodox Christian churches being shut down in Ukraine? And, you know, he's a he's a Putin Putin pusher. He's a he's a he's a and and and, and that's what we get with partisan politics in, in the United States. And I don't want to turn this into a political show. I, I just. I get tired of talking American politics because it's so stupid. <laughs> it is well, so, Newsmax so is one to watch. I, I've been <clears throat> Newsmax kind of, they came to prominence during the uh, 2020 election and they were definitely on the hard that, you know, I think most people would refer to them as far right, but I've been watching them and they're controlled opposition and, and without a doubt. And, and I think <laughs> I'm at a point where I think everything is controlled. I think Trump is controlled opposition. I don't think anything's real at this point. Um, but Newsmax is very blatant, blatantly controlled opposition. So, yeah. you know, well, and, and something that's, you know, very interesting and, you know, I, I, I like to share where I gather, you know, some of my information and, and, you know, I, I was very much like a, you know, telegram and I still am. I think telegram is a great, a great venue. There's, there's a vast of information. You have to turn off your notifications at night because if not, your phone literally will blow up all night long. Um, but right now to me, one of the, the best places to be is, is, is Twitter. Twitter has just been on fire lately. I'm not sure if, if yourself cowboy or, or people that are, are tuning into this live stream are very familiar with, with what's called Twitter spaces. And, um, no, I'm not, not being, familiar. I'm so I'm not being paid to, to promote this, but Twitter spaces are basically like live chats that are created directly within the Twitter platform, just strictly audio. And what happens is, is someone will create a space. And they'll title title it like the last few nights I've I've listened to the the Twitter files. Uh, last night uh, there was also a second one on on SPF, and and you get a vast majority of personalities that jump into these conversations. I'm talking uh, political people. Uh, you get uh, you know uh, some personalities. Kim.com. You get people who are uh, Glenn Greenwald has jumped in. Some other uh, also other commentators have jumped in. So there's there's very interesting and typically they'll, you know, they go back and forth and it's just uh, basically it, it really truly is. I was tweeting back and forth or not tweeting, but texting back and forth with Gus and V last night. It's like, it really is becoming a town hall forum. It's really becoming a town hall forum where they openly discuss these things and they can invite people up to speak. I think they can have like up to eight or 10 people uh, that are registered to speak and then they bring different people in. But it's it's very it's it's very engaging conversation, and it's not people who are just strictly uh, that are agreeing with it. It's a lot different than podcast type 
um, I wouldn't even call it a podcast. I would just say it's a, it's a town hall where people are gathering virtually online and talking about some of these issues, getting different perspectives, getting some different ideas in terms of, of, of where they're, they're going from it. So, so I'd encourage everyone to do so. It's, it's a little bit harder to find some of the spaces uh, from a desktop, uh, but if you use the, the Twitter app, it's, it's uh, easy to find, especially if uh, people that you're following are the, are the ones that are uh, really hosting some of these Twitter file releases, which have been happening nearly every day. So, so I, I want to share that um, because, like I said, it's been I, I've enjoyed them at the point where I've listened to one for like up to two hours because um, sometimes they go they go rather lengthy. But, you know, Twitter spaces, I mean, it's, it's a great town hall forum. You can see exactly who who's in the room, who's chatting. Sometimes there'll be up to a thousand people that are just sitting there listening to the conversation going back and forth about some of the ideas of what we do. And one of the ones specifically last night was in regards to what do we do uh, with the Twitter files? What, what do we think Congress should do in terms of some of the investigations, uh, which, you know, I kind of segue into uh, what, what I think is very interesting. And that's what's happening right now with uh, some of Elon Musk uh, tweets. And I know there's mixed opinions uh, about Musk and I, and I totally appreciate that. I, I kind of agree that we're kind of a wait and see pattern right now but you gotta love him going directly after fauci where he said my favorite pronouns are are uh, arrest fauci yourself i can't remember let me bring that up real quick because i don't want to here it is right here so i'm not sure if you saw this or not cowboy but so he put out on a on a tweet that his his pronouns are prosecute fauci <laughs> that's good <laughs> and he has been on a tear uh going after him the administration uh, last night in their press briefing said what Elon is doing is very dangerous uh, to our democracy. Where have we heard that before? It's very dangerous and, and reckless of him to make make these accusations. But apparently uh, this week, the Twitter files will be dumping um, the, uh, the the whole uh, covid narrative. Uh, we'll be dumping the files on on all the narrative, all the information. And so it's going to it's going to get very interesting uh, from from this perspective in terms of what do they do with this information, right? These all these files that are being being dumped, and I and I kind of like how he's giving it to different journalists um, and allowing them to dissect the information and and then releasing these in a, in a series of tweets. So I'm not sure if if our listeners are are familiar with it. So I don't want to bore people, but basically what happens is that he's invited several uh, renowned journalists. Matt Taibbi is one of them. Uh, and giving them the actual files to say, here, take this deck, go through it. Let's this, what's in this information. And then literally they will release the Twitter files and they'll do it in a series of tweets and they'll like point one through point two and then so on and so on. And it started originally with the idea of what was happening with the entire information of, of censorship on the platform. The most recently was, uh, the idea to completely deplatform uh, Donald Trump by sitting United States president, which whether you like Trump or not, to me, it's very reckless to to do something like that. We even had foreign dignitaries say that's the craziest thing in the world that we would remove a sitting U.S. president from a from a, a platform like this. And basically what the information revealed yesterday was that they had no reason to do so. Like they were internally were trying to find ways to say that he was trying to create an insurrection like they were like. Well, maybe it's coded. Maybe what he tweeted out, there's nothing there. It violates Twitter rules, but maybe it's coded. Maybe it's coded that he's doing it. It was just, it's just very interesting. Uh, the grasping at straws. They're, they're reaching, man. They, they were reaching and they made the decision to do so. Now, and, and why I said that, say that I'm cautiously optimistic because it, this is eerie to me. This, this happening right now going into 2024 election, it's eerie to me because. It, it, it kind of almost feels a little like the Q drops. Do, do you remember? Do you remember how the Q drops oh, took yeah. place? And um, you know, we we text back and forth to Liz, and, there's like, and they're like, "No, you're completely wrong. This is completely different than, than Q and everything." But let's give Elon credit for this. He is keeping people plugged into Twitter, like the the volume of traffic that Twitter is seeing and the increase, and how he's uh, slow dripping the release of this information is very smart of him. Uh, to do that from a marketing perspective and get people on there. But it, it's, it's eerie to make it the same way. It feels like the Q drops where people are getting the information then they're dissecting it. And then next there'll be a 24 seven live stream set up. It just, it kind of has that same feeling where, okay, it's great that all this information that's coming out, but how do we hold these people accountable? What's, 
what's what's the next goal? What do we do to, with this information? Will somebody actually go to jail for this thing? And that's that's the million dollar question that we don't have. And so I get why people are are, are still like, you know, why would we ever trust a billionaire? Why? Why? And, and I go back to that original message, like I've said time and time again, it's like it's not like Twitter was perfect. Right. It's not like Twitter was good. It was it was very broken. They were doing a lot of bad things. Um, so to me, it was it's, it was hard to make it more difficult or other than potentially creating a psyop for the American people to buy into and get also a lot of conservatives excited about this information. Hence, you know, kind of like the same thing that happened with the whole uh, QAnon thing. So that's that's my take uh, uh, on that uh, cowboy. Yeah, with you. I'm, again, I'm with you. Um, you know, I do have in the back of my mind that Elon in the end may not be trusted. Um, you know, he's trying to develop microchips that are like put into our brains. <laughs> so, you know, in the end, he kind of seems part of the transhumanism. Um, and he also is shooting out along with other people, a lot of satellites to, uh, you know, to create a um, basically Wi-Fi around the planet. So, you know, uh, he might just be kind of, you know, showing his, I don't know, he might be trying to look like a good guy. And in the background, he's just part of the uh, part of the system as well. So, I mean, it's it's nice to see it keeps the narrative going. Um, and, you know, if the narrative of the right falls apart, that's a problem because then you'll have people who actually form their own as opposed to a media controlled narrative. They're going to form their own narrative and then you'll have populism and they just can't have that. So I kind of get the feeling that, uh, you know, yeah, it's good to see things being revealed. I do like to see it, but, uh, in the, in my bat and the, you know, my spidey senses don't really like, like what's going on in, in the end with it. So, yeah, um, well, and, I'm a and, little hard to please these days, you know, no, no, that's perfectly fine. Uh, we, we should be, uh, look at these things in different ways, but, um, Starbucks asked a, a good question. Do you think Jack Dorsey knew or not? In fact, he did. That was revealed in the latest information, uh, that came out that, that Dorsey, Jack Dorsey did know. He did also know about the, they didn't call it shadow banning. They had a different word for it of, of Blacklist. what they would. Yeah, I think that was it of what they would do. And pretty much uh, he's been called out on that, like even even by Musk saying, you know, look, you gave testimony to Congress. I don't know if Dorsey was under oath or not, but he he emphatically said in front of Congress when he had to give testimony, he said, we don't do that. We don't do that here at Twitter, which was an absolute lie, which the Twitter files have came uh, came forth and, and revealed that. So so he did know. So uh, and but again, he um I think his failure as 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 a leader uh, was Dorsey was to stand up for what he believed in. He was afraid uh, to say no uh, to people, and that's that's one of the failed failed characteristics of leadership uh, that will get you every time is when you try to appease and meet people in the middle. There's there's got to be somebody that says no, no, we're we're not going to do this uh, because I'm making the decision. If you don't like it, sorry, you can leave. Uh, but Jack wouldn't do that. And I think, in fact, that's why he eventually relinquished his title of CEO. He was afraid um, to say no and, and and upset people. So his his answer was, OK, you know, if you guys decide to do it, then 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 go for it. And and that's eventually what's happened. So it's been proven. No, he he knew about it. And and the, many people have called him out on it and invited him to come on spaces and to explain himself now that the information has came out as far as how much he did know. But then likewise, lied about it in front of Congress. Yeah, well, if he was not under oath, then, you know, he's not necessarily going to have a problem uh, when you when you do a congressional hearing. If you're not under oath, then you can pretty much say what you want to say. That's why that's why you get Pfizer, you know, if they're saying what they've said and Fauci and, you know. So right. Well, uh, and, and and again, it's going to be, you know, very interesting to see, you know, what happens with the next uh, uh house of representatives that that come in we know that they're going to have a, a republican-led uh type committees are going to begin you know some of these investigations uh, that was one of the spaces last not last night i was butcher up his last name uh matt gates is it matt gates gets i think gates gates gets yeah so he was in one of the spaces last night and that was one of the con uh the spaces conversation I was like well, what are they going to do with this and he started talking about like well, you know, we're going to begin this house, but he was pretty straightforward. He was like, he's like, no, 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 no. He's like, Kevin McCarthy cannot be speaker of the house. Like he, he was being so straightforward and that's what makes it kind of cool that they have these open conversations like this without being so scripted. Um, but he said, no, no, Kevin McCarthy, we're going to push back. We don't, 
think that Kevin will be pushing for some of these issues uh, that we want things to take place. But I'll stick to this. I, you know, I, I don't necessarily want investigation. I think, you know, Congress and the Senate, you know, the power of the person, you know, maybe begin some of the options to basically to defund uh, some of these organizations um, that have, have, have uh, corrupted a, a lot of the systems that are in place in, in, in Washington, D.C. You know, we were going to spend a lot of money. The investigations are going to take a lot of time. Uh, where we could start putting, uh, you know, basically uh, bills together that defund, uh, you know, some of these organizations. And I think that could that could hopefully uh, solve some things. Yeah. I mean, if you take the money away, you know, I, I could tell you if the state ran out of money, then like feminism, LGB, all those movements, they would be nothing. Well, and if- and that that's <laughs> a whole well, no, I mean, and that's a whole other great conversation. I'm so glad that you said that because. If you think about their ability to to throttle people, their ability to put into the consciousness of 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 the population and they're able to filter it. Right. Like they're able to say, we don't want this information getting out. We don't want this to be done. They likewise could do the same thing and and overthrottle into the consciousness regarding the way that this the woke community feels. In other words, you program into the masses that the majority of people believe in these things, that they see these things. And therefore it hits our algos. We're continuously seeing it on Twitter, on Facebook. And we're believing that the whole world is, is evolving to this, you know, 25 different genders and all those things. And I I just, I just don't see it. I I don't, I think it, and, and you get, and then you get the intelligence services doing the same thing. Right. We remember those, those videos where you remember, we've played some of them here on rogue before where, uh, yeah, I don't the, end my sentence with an upward inflection. Yeah, they, they like they yeah, go yeah. woke, or I I grew up in this type of family, and we believe that this is, you know, may, maybe this entire whole woke thing, and it maybe it's not, maybe it's not as prevalent as as we're led to believe, and it's just it's just being over programmed into the well, consciousness. Another group. another gusism is that the job of the media is to make people is to make conservatives at this point is to make conservatives feel like they're outnumbered. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I know that the word might turn, you know, the worm always turns. Um, but if I, if my, if my memory serves correctly, um, usually there is a move to conservatism after a major, like, you know, (laughs) after stuff falls apart, that's, (laughs) you know, you have all of the, uh, you have the, during bread and circuses and during the, the rotting of the empire, you, you know, it seems to me with history, you get a lot of this, you know, LGB, whatever, uh, a lot of weird sexual stuff, a lot of weird ideas. And then when everything falls apart and pretty much the government can no longer fund such issues, um, the pendulum swings back. And that's, mm. that's, you know, kind of what I expect to see happen there. Right. And, and I've talked about this on, on the shows before, but, you know, several years ago, you know, we had people who were starting to, you know, correctly identify some of the corrupt institutions that were, were you know, bankrupting our, our country when there was the Occupy Wall Street movement, right? When people were focused on the banksters and understanding the corruption of our of our financial system. You know, there were, you know, people that were starting to expose that. We had the, um, we had the Tea Party who was, you know, really pushing for more of the fiscal responsibility. I won't call it conservative because I have trouble nowadays really identifying a conservative, how much both parties spend, um, but really who were pushing for fiscal responsibility within the, within the government. But, you know, the left-right paradigm was, was starting to break down. Like we, we, we were, people were starting to expose that where, you know, that people were understanding it was two sides of the same coin. And people were starting to get disconnected. Like if you look at the percentages of people who were trusting, you know, Congress, trusting Senate. So to me, they're like, well, how can we reel this back in? How can we get push the people back into their camps? Because they're starting to come together together a little bit. And if they truly identify the real enemies at the gates, we're going to be in trouble here. So what we can what can we do? OK, let's start doing this. Let's start pumping well, in. woke. let's start pumping in gender gender identity. Let's start pumping in this so therefore people get so time consumed into focusing on those things versus that it, it doesn't affect a very small percentage of of us as a as a population i'm not saying it doesn't happen in the schools and all that don't take me wrong i i firmly believe that it does i just i just don't see it impacting me and in, in, in my community I, I truly don't no i mean it's uh <clears throat> again 
people spend all kinds of time on social media hours at hours per day. Um, and that's, you know, that in television is where they're getting their perception. And this is probably why they're pushing people towards uh, the metaverse and VR, <clears throat> because reality is perception. And in the end, this business of using the media to make people think that, you know, they're in the minority or whatever that is, that's all based on perception. And so if you can have people's attention for a certain amount of time per day, and maybe even use flicker rate on the screens to get you hypnotized into theta state, and that's that they actually have made televisions to do that on purpose. Um, then you can control people's thoughts because you hypnotize them and you feed them propaganda. And it's really hard for me to watch any TV now because I'm always seeing, you know, the BS propaganda in the background. You know, I'm <clears throat> watch that new Adams show, right? And uh, I like Luis Guzman. I think he's a great actor. You know, if you guys know who that is, Luis Guzman. Yes, he's a great um, actor. Absolutely. He's a great actor. <clears throat> Killer guy. But the thing about the Adams family is, um, you know, Gomez Adams is like this dashing ladies man, right? Um, you know, he's played by Raul Julia in the 90s. Um, you know, he's just, uh, you know, he's he's a ladies man. That's all there is to it. Very good looking guy, um, you know, dances and his wife is just absolutely in love with him and all this. Well, the new Wednesday show, it's Luis Guzman and he's not really playing the role and I'm not sure if he's able to play the role <laughs> of, you know, that kind of a, a dashing, you know, lady killer guy. So, and then and, and my, my father was complaining in the nineties about how, you know, on all television shows, the dad is made to look like a dumbass. The kids are the adults in the family. And, you know, the only reasonable adult is the mom. Like, you know, he was commenting on that years ago. And of course I, you know, you got Homer Simpson, you got Peter Griffin, uh, I mean, endless examples, endless examples of, of neutered father figures, um, you know, so uh, and we talked enough about this on the show. V in particular, I think, you know, when men really are the ones who, you know, were the explorers historically, um, you know, we're the ones that fight. Uh, we are the ones that have that fiery push in society. And, you know, if things really went bad, it's going to be the men who are out there fighting. You know, I mean, the women will because they have to, but more than likely, it's just a better role for the women to kind of protect the children in the house while the men are out fighting. So they, they, you know, and this is, <clears throat> this is kind of going a little off the rails. Um, but yeah, it's there, it's the propaganda and it's sideways and they're hypnotizing you with the television. So it might not be in your community, like at large, but the children, they're all on the internet all day long. And their perception is being controlled. And yeah. that's, you know, and we don't, we don't have the television on very often when our baby's awake. He's too young to understand all that stuff. We just don't let him look at screens for too long. And we, right. I see parents in the grocery store, their kid is, you know, acting up a little bit. And instead of, you know, disciplining the child, they just hand him a phone. Oh, look at this. And whatever they're looking at on that phone, I'm not sure it's going to be good for him. So that's right. enough of my social commentary on that. No, guilty, guilty. I remember, <clears throat> I remember going to restaurants and, you know, and taking, you know, young, young Zach or young Drew at the time. And when we're trying to enjoy ourselves or whatever, anything else like that, and, you know, to occupy their times like, Oh, here, here's a, here, here's, here's a tablet. Um, you know, it's, it's, you're, you're right. I think that whole programming shift um, has been very interesting. And at one time, whether it's, it's radio or, or, you know, television that, was able to control uh, the the masses, and and they were able to leverage that. We, we we all know all of our listeners are smart enough to know that they infiltrated the news organizations. Uh, specifically, it was I can't remember the name of the operation where they, they Mockingbird they, Operation Mockingbird Mockingbird that they specifically put intelligence type people into the to, to the news to control the narrative. Now, I think what happened with the the internet, I, I I firmly believe that some of these social platforms were built to gather information. Um, but at the same time, I think some of the information, especially with the Internet in general, kind of got away from them because they lost some of that ability to control the information because there were enough people, the population that said we need to look at things differently than what we're being told, what we're reading in our newspapers, what we're what we're seeing on our television. And hence the reason why uh, podcasts uh, became so popular, because people were starting to take a look at things a tad differently now. My concern is, as we go into the 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 the, the next few years, is that they're smart enough to understand that the consciousness of of society 
that they're losing a little bit of control of that through their their uh, old mechanisms, the televisions, whatever, that more and more people are getting their news or information from social media platforms are getting their news and information from podcasts. And so therefore, I think we're going to see a multitude of of personalities. Uh, they're going to be coming in onto podcasts and they're going to be they're going to grow large audiences real quick. They're going to be hitting your your feed faster uh, than, than others. And you need to you need to be mindful of that. And you need to ask yourself questions or, or is this a pivot of some of the apparatuses that have controlled the mechanisms making segue into the media, new media platforms. And, and I'm starting and I'll expose some of it. Some of the people that I think that very well could still be plugged into the legacy media. It's just something that we just need to be very, very mindful of, of people that we listen to um, on, 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 the, on our podcast. Well, it's, it won't, uh, it won't come across my desk because usually if I'm on YouTube, my feeds are full of makeup tutorials and, um, <laughs> you know, sex change ads. So I don't, I don't see those kind of guys. So fortunately I won't be affected. Oh, that's, that's so true. Yeah. I, I completely forgot about that. Hey, real quick announcement. We are cutting the YouTube stream right now, uh, for, because this next topic is just a little bit sensitive, uh, for that platform. Uh, we had a lot of people that were tuning in. So I, I, put the message up a few minutes ago that we're cutting the stream. So we're going to do that right now. So again, if you have not done so yet, jump over uh, rogue news TV over on Twitch uh, because we are going completely unfiltered before you cut it, before yeah. you cut it. Um, yeah. One of the reasons that it took me a while to kind of leave YouTube is because it was so convenient. You could run shows in the background of your phone. You can kind of like uh, shut off the screen and YouTube kept running, but Twitch now and Rumble both now have that tech. So there's really no reason to stay on YouTube at this point. There we go. There you go. Words of advice. All right. Shutting it down. All right. Let's jump into this next topic. And I'll have you uh, kick this off, uh, Cowboy. So go for it. Oh, yeah. So if you guys remember Event 209, um, that was, is it 209 or two? I think it's 209, not 201. Whatever it is, um, <clears throat> Bill Gates, Johns Hopkins, the who, what they did was, I believe it was October of 2019, they put together a simulated pandemic. I believe it was a novel coronavirus. And, uh, you know, they wanted to kind of put this, they want to do a simulation and find out how to make the hard decisions um and you know all that kind of stuff the quote-unquote hard decisions right and then within 60 days we had an outbreak in wuhan supposedly so um we now have a new simulation for another pandemic it just happened in the last few days and guess who's involved we got bill gates john hopkins the who and it's for an enterovirus and i got it i have to look at um to see who made a really good point about this on uh discord it was Whiskey Peddler. So I wanted to bring up Whiskey Peddler's name over on Discord because this new pandemic is supposedly going to come out of Brazil. And it's an enterovirus. An enterovirus is something that, that will um, affect you in the gut. And so it's, you know, the data here is that it's more deadly than coronavirus. It tends to affect children. Polio is technically an enterovirus, um, although most of the... Um, concerns are that it'll be a non-polio um you know virus so uh you know and these things cause uh, flu-like symptoms and other symptoms and it's more deadly now <laughs> i mean they just did a simulation i mean we're, we're kind of seeing the end of 2019 all over again and whiskey peddler said oh yeah well brazil look what's going on there you know brazil is part of the BRICS, and so their people are upset about the election and possibly taking it back you know, take, take, you know, uh, rerunning the election for Bolsonaro. Mm -hmm. So with mm -hmm. all of that, it's interesting. They should just all of a sudden now have a simulation out of Brazil. Right. Um, and of course, I'm sure there will be a new mRNA uh, jibby jab for that. And uh, so, I mean, and here's the, the part about this video. If you watch these people, they're they're LARPing. These people are like bad actors. They want to, they're virtue signaling and they just, they're so self-righteous and we just got to do this. We got to make sure that, nah, 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 nah. yeah, yeah. And they just, they're, they're touching themselves at night with how great they are. So we'll, we'll, we'll watch these people talk, these, these idiots. 
Do you have to redo it for the volume? Officials oh, in two Latin American countries alerted the WHO of several outbreaks of a new infectious disease that's mysteriously appearing across the region. Severe epidemic enterovirus. Is there more volume on that? Syndrome 2025. Over the past six weeks alone, there have been it's 500 way, confirmed or suspected cases reported. The virus could cause a severe pandemic if early containment and mitigation efforts are not successful. The pandemic in this type of situation and trend would be a this guy wears his mask. Global health security. Pandemics are inherently political, financial, and so much broader. We have not spoken on pandemic and financial and so much broader. And I think that we need to be also very careful. We cannot decide a lot of things without the leaders to be involved and agree on that. There is no substitute for national leadership. It's important to support the local response or the national response. Training those that are in these areas first, enabling them with the tools, protecting them, and if needs be, regional solidarity first. At this stage, communication is key, and communication should include not just scientists with data, but also social, religious, and political leaders. Trust. This is an essential issue. And trust was broken among countries, between populations and healthcare systems, between healthcare systems and governments. I'm very sorry to say that in... Uh, yeah, I, we've probably seen enough. I mean, that's it's just these people talking um, for the rest of it. But it's just, you know, you see these people and... Uh, I mean, they're LARPing, obviously. This is a LARP. This is a live action role play for mm -hmm. real. But they are, I don't know, man. They just, it seems to me a lot of these politicians, they crave for their 15 minutes of fame. And we all know that these politicians, like a huge percentage of them are either sociopaths or straight up psychopaths. Um, and they're narcissists. And they're, this is a chance to talk and they make me sick. But I think the underlying story here is a little bit more concerning. I mean, what do you think, CJ? Is, or should we be worried a little bit or? Well, I mean, they accomplished so much with the uh, the last one uh, that 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 came out, right? The last release, but um, I think there's a, there's a few concerns that that um, that I think that we should be mindful of, and and the primary thing is tied back to the the economic factor is that. You know that the 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 West is is an absolute dismal failure right now. You know we're seeing such an economic pivot that's occurring in in real time, right? And we know that the current financial system has to change, and the new financial system may not be able to support the amount of people who are are on this planet. Uh, like for here, look at here, the United States is a perfect example of that. Think of the multitude of people that we have on on uh, Social Security benefits, the um, mass amount of people who are plugged into some of the social programs. You know, that system, it, it, it can't keep going. It's 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 be, it's beyond that. So I think you have to look at it from that perspective that they still, I think, are looking outside of nuclear war, right outside of nuclear annihilation which i think that they don't want to do because they don't know how long they're going to be able to be not be able to come up from their bunkers you know are they, are they going to go full scorched earth maybe not so maybe they need to 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 push this another time they had a lot of success their last go around on how this impacts society how this impacts a lot of the financial system of a lot of these corporations that benefited a lot of the individuals that did and if they have another go round, perhaps this is the the final test. This is the final move towards a total annihilation of not only local and state jurisdiction, but moving more towards national health movements, national type jurisdiction with the World World Health Organization. So I I don't put anything past these people anymore, cowboy. They 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 are so morally corrupt that you know let's call it what it is they're satanic um but i'm also so yeah so down the road but what i'm also saying here is that i'm not sure about our listeners and what people are, are tuning into but 
I'm seeing a lot of illness right now. I'm seeing a lot of breakout. I'm seeing a lot of shedding of, of a lot of people. I, I didn't share this, but I, my, my son got sick. Um, and you know, we're not vaccinated and, and it was flu like symptoms. Um, you know, he's a wrestler, so he's sitting there wrestling with people. And, um, and, and I thought I was in the clear, like literally he was home for, for several days, at least probably like five days. And, you know, we finally took him, you know, to, to the minute clinic, you know, I was doing my thing here at home with him, helping him, but we had to have some paperwork for school and, and all that. I thought I was in the clear. I thought, you know what, I'm, I'm in the clear. And then all of a sudden I started having some things happen. I started having some weird congestion. I started having some, some, some throat things where typically I don't. And it's, and it, and it's, it's different because I have, I've had cold chills at one point where literally I was in the, in the, in the blanket. And then within two hours from that, I was like up and I'm okay, let's go to the gym. Let's go do something. So it's a really weird things. Maybe these are breakout uh, viruses, mutated, mutated type things that are happening right now that uh, maybe that the, the, the vaccine for forced, um, you know, the jab happened to, to, to create these types of things that are happening. And, and, and I'm hearing the same story over and over in the schools is that people are repeatedly getting the same thing, the same thing over and over again within the same group. In other words, they're out of school for three or four days. A week goes by, they're out of school again for three or four days. It's like a repeat type thing. So, so whatever delivery mechanism that they made with the COVID jab, I think it's doing what they thought it was going to do. And that's by basically um, re-engineering our, our immune system. And so our immune system right now is strictly looking for, for COVID type viruses and so forth. It's not looking for your normal flu, your normal things. Our bodies are being reprogrammed. And that's why so many people are coming down with these types of illnesses. But I, I got rid of mine fairly quickly. I still have a sore throat now. Um, maybe some headaches and every now and then it's, it's a little bit prolonged than what it normally used to be, but I was never down and out where I was like, Oh my God, I'm in the flu. I'm in bed for all day. I never got that sick. It's just been more of a, an uncomfortable type type feeling. But what could have happened to me if I was vaccinated? How bad could it have been? Well, CJ, if you didn't go around uh, downtown sucking on doorknobs, you might've stayed healthy. <laughs> <laughs> I uh that's exactly I'll tell what, you what the the uh there there are some theories out there um some of them are backed by you know things you can look up others are a little less backed um some people are saying that a certain percentage of the jab has the super unhealthy stuff in it and this is why not everybody is dropping dead um supposedly there was a I can't, I got to find an article but supposedly there was a test done on several batches in the UK to find that some of them were saline. However, the saline ones oftentimes contained graphene oxide. Mm. And of course the jabs, you know, supposedly contain graphene oxide. And again, this is all supposedly in, you know, I'm not a doctor and you know, all those things. Right. So um, now graphene oxide, it's from what I'm hearing. And again, there's like very little data on, on the vaccine shedding, because what scientist is going to do that when, you know, they'll either be defunded for trying or they simply won't be funded to do it. But, um, you know, the two bits of shedding that I'm worried about are the spike protein shedding and the graphene oxide shedding. And from what I'm reading, um, the graphene oxide shedding is by touch. So if you're not touching whoever, um, then that may not uh, be getting into your system. Uh, that That's one kind of positive thing. But of course, that means, you know, things like if you're on the wrestling team and you're wrestling with a vaccinated person, then you might have an issue. Um, and then of course the other end of it is the swabs, the nose swabs. Uh, they were tested and found to be contaminated uh, with, and again, I don't have the source for this. So take this as just me talking. We'll, we'll just make it up as a story like jet Blake does, but um, supposedly they're contaminated with the, uh, Oh, what was that? Hydrogel, lipid hydrogel. And, and also a precursor to like antifreeze and the precursor to antifreeze, uh, that causes, um, 
among many health problems, it causes uh, infertility. So mm. now graphene oxide in the body, that's something else entirely. Um, it's, it's magnetic. It conducts electricity when, um, and this is what I'm not. Okay. So graphene oxide in the jabs, that may be just theory, but graphene oxide in solution, what is not theory is when you put an electrical pulse through it, it actually forms structures and conducts electricity. And this is why a lot of people are kind of, you know, talking about the, uh, the 5g being an issue and who knows if it is, who knows if it's not. Um, but there are so many reasons to stay away from this jab. And I think that this business down in, uh, what may end up happening, South America, Brazil, whatever it is, um, you know, if this event 201, you know, version two <clears throat> results in a, in, you know, if there's a pandemic that follows it swiftly, that very, very closely mimics the event, like what happened in 2019, um, you know, the, I, I'm sure they're going to come out with a new jab. And I think the jabs, to, to sum it all up are designed to ruin the immune system. So, and then of course you had kids staying at home, a lot of them being handled closely by their parents who were jabbed, even if the children were not jabbed. So, um, <clears throat> so, you know, you're now the kids are going to be exposed in one way or another, and then you're keeping them away from all the other kids. So their immune systems don't really have a chance for two years to come into contact with any pathogens. And so they're kind of like, uh, I think Velas called it bubble wrapped. Uh, you're bubble wrapping your children's <laughs> immune system. So, it, you know, it doesn't take any, uh, uh, you know, uh, it, it doesn't have a chance to do its thing. and get stronger. So I, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm kind of just throwing stuff out there. Um, I know Bitmat uh, has a good point there where it's for most, it's nearly impossible to avoid touching vaccinated people. Um, you know, just strengthen uh, redox potential. I don't know what a redox potential is. I know what a redox reaction is um, from back in my chemistry days, but um, you know, I mean, I, you can keep your kids away from vaccinated people. Like we don't let people hold our kids until it's been a, like my parents, they're not allowed to come visit us until at least four months after their jabs. Mm. Um, and if we don't know you, you're just not touching the kid. If people love to touch your freaking kids, I don't know what it is with that. Oh, your kid's so cute. I want to touch his hair. Like, no, no, stay away, bitch. I will kill you. Like, <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, well, no, you know, I, I definitely kind of believe, right. Well, no, 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 it's all good. I, and, and I, and I firmly believe that, you know, for those individuals that, that did that their immune system has been, has been compromised. There's, you know, there's no, there's no doubt about that. I mean, I think that's, that's fairly obvious by, by now, you know, I had one friend uh, message out, he's been so sick the last three or four months. He, he put out a post the other day. He's like, I wish I would have never, ever received that jab i did it because i thought i was doing the right thing and i totally regret it i totally regret it i've never been this sick this often ever before in my life um was his direct message uh, quote unquote direct for, from him um the uh so so definitely for those from an individual perspective now for us that are non um pure bloods or us pure bloods um if if the other people are shedding or you know, through touch or anything like that, you know, I'm not saying that it can't happen. Um, you know, obviously people are getting sick for a reason. Now I know in, in one situation, like my son's wrestling team, 40% of the wrestlers uh, were out uh, sick at one time. They canceled practices for, for, for a few days. Um, I also know if you search the internet, there were a few uh, small high school teams uh, football season, they had to cancel their entire remainder of their season because they didn't have enough healthy athletes to participate. So, so the, the signs are there and, and connecting the dots on how this is intertwined and how, how it's working. I think for us pure bloods that, you know, we have to safeguard our supercharge our immune system. And that's up to each one of us to do, you know, eating healthy vitamins, all that kind of, all that kind of good stuff. Um, you know, we, we have to do that. I, I, regard myself um, outside of my drinking habits, you know, regard myself as a, a pretty um, healthy individual. So I try to watch what I eat. I exercise. I do, I do my vitamins, but this still, like I said, it, it, it hit me. Didn't, didn't knock me out. It, it, it got me sick. I could definitely feel certain things. It never put me on the couch. And I said, I'm miserable for hours at a time. I just, I just didn't feel good. I, I, I felt tired and, and fatigued, but I'm, I'm finally getting through the course of it. But what's triggering that? Is, is it the, the common flu has escaped now? And, and, you know, at one time our immune system was able to identify these things and shut down, but now there's not enough people to do that. So it's escaping. It's getting a lot of other people sick. I'm not, I'm not a doctor. Don't want, I don't, I don't claim to be. So that's, 
that's one potential. But I'm also very much convinced into the, in regards to the video that we just played in terms of, in regards to the next pandemic. And I think what's happening there is definitely a potential and, and I'm not a China apologist at all. So don't misconstrue what I'm about ready to say, but I think that's, that's why they go to extreme measures that they do is because I don't know China's population density, um, but I imagine with that many people on, on that small of, of, of land, it's probably pretty damn condensed, right? So if there was a bio, which, which piece of land, huh? China, which piece of land, <laughs> China. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. So, so if there was a bioweapon released, an aerosol or something that they could not detect for whatever reason, and it was able to infiltrate their population and, and wipe out 25, 30%, whatever it is. And, and again, maybe that's the reason why they go to the extreme measures that they do because they, they've seen what is in development. They've seen what is in the works. And the fear is, is that that there's so many reasons why bioweapons are 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 much more better and cost effective than than weapons. You know, you can generate a bioweapon, and and I'm I'm borrowing this information, but it's a lot cheaper than putting together fighter jets and and bombs because then you have to do with the destruction of everything as well. Where you could you could do a a bioweapon. And you could have even more of effect without the multitude of dollars, without the multitude of destruction on infrastructure and all these things. So, so I, I, I firmly believe. I like I said, I never put anything past these sycophants that want to, you know, total world uh, domination. Um, and we as purebloods, we have to, we have to fight um, to. Um, to stay healthy every every bit of the way, and 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 fight back against the the propaganda that they keep they keep feeding us, and and maybe they do want another run at it, uh, uh, cowboy. Maybe they want another run at it uh, before the um, the dollar dies and the current financial system completely collapses, and we have to evolve to something else. Well, yeah, uh, I think it's I think it's timed with the dollar dying. Um, I think that most of the crises they either whether they create the crisis or not they take advantage of it so and they do it for many in many ways they use as many vectors as they can and it's always aimed at cutting our freedom so you know they're probably going to use it to go cashless because an enterovirus travels by things that you touch that somebody else touched who had it among other transmission um methods but that's one of them oh cash is dirty you can't touch it you know oh we got to get rid of cash um, they're also are going to, you know, the WHO is already trying to take away every nation's sovereignty in having some kind of agreement between nations to have a, a green pass for traveling. So they, they're going to want to put us on this Catherine Austin Fitz calls it the electronic control grid, I believe. And, um, I think she has a pretty good idea of, of what they're doing. She also doesn't think it'll work. Uh, mind you, she has more optimistic view, but she thinks that they'll destroy everything. So that it's going to be up to us to create local communities and, and you know, all that kind of thing. Um, of course, we just had a heck of a show yesterday with Jet. He has a, a less optimistic view of things. Um, <clears throat> but either way, um, you know, I think they want to get rid of cash. They want to keep us from traveling. They want to just have a ways to control us. They want to tell us where to be able to work. They don't want people owning businesses because if you work for a megacorp, a megacorp can put rules on what you can say and what you can do and what you can think about. And then you'll be fired for, you know, tweeting the wrong thing. Um, so that's a, that's a soft control. That's, that's like the way that they can do it is through fascism. And that's by having the corporations align with the government. Of course, Benito Mussolini uh, said that fascism fascism is the wrong word. He thinks, or he thinks a better word for it is corporatism. So you know, if you own a business, no one can fire you, right? So you can do what you want. That's why Gus isn't afraid to come on and, and say all the crazy stuff that he says because no one can fire him. And you know, I, I'm not quite as um, oh overt as Gus, but you know, uh, you know, no one's going to fire me either. You know, so. I think there are other vectors, but I think I mentioned a few key ones. Yeah, definitely. 
Yeah, uh, great. Um, you know, good, you know, solid thoughts. Um, you know, that whole idea of um, individual business owners and and when it, when they they want to be able to control control the the reality mechanisms and and have us plugged into uh, go watch um go watch Ready Player One go watch Ready Player One where literally their um uh, train uh, containers what, what do you call those things <laughs> I know I know the name of them what the heck do you call those things the the, what, the, the VR uh, no the, the train the tra- thing that the trains pull the containers um. There's an actual name for it, but, but they're stacked up on top of each other and they're made into modular homes and everything. Each other like a Connex box. Yeah. So so if you go watch yeah. Ready Player One, you know, like their entire real world is 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 you know basically third world, but because of their ability to plug into VR headsets, they have a whole new reality, a whole new perception of things. And and that's where they're navigating to of being able to you know they've lost the ability of to to in real time to control the information to control what society sees because let's face it the only place that like that that the government is success the only place that 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 our economy is thriving is in the algos is in the makeup makeup world the make believe and so i think the next level of that is 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 the metaverse of of getting uh people plugged into these these vr headsets that that they want to be able to, uh, you know, change the the perception, um, you know, they, that old saying that perception is, you know, reality. Well, they want to be able to modify that. They want to control that perception uh, and build build your reality through through that system. Oh yeah, and Vela's uh, said to read Snow Crash. It's the second book from Stevenson that I ever read. Um, I actually came across uh, Cryptonomicon because it had crypto in the word back in like 2018. And then I heard V talking about Snow Crash, and I think you heard about it from Velas. And that that's a yeah. perfect example of, of what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, so uh, good thing. Uh, Cowboy, any closing thoughts? No. Um, no, I think I think we've covered what there is to cover at this point. <laughs> it's yeah. not the it isn't the most like uh, pleasant outlook of a show, but I, I think that you know we need to focus on what can be done. Um, you know, so you know, if you know, or at least you have an idea of what could be coming, um, then you have an idea of what could be done about it. And we've already been through the, the COVID situation. So we already have an idea of the kinds of things they want to do. So, you know, of course, uh, preps, having some precious metals, having cash, uh, as Vela said the other day, cash on hand will still have a role to play, even if they go to electronic money. Um, uh, so, you know, uh, yeah, we've already been through it. We kind of know what to do. I don't I don't know if there's anything new to bring about just yet, but we'll be thinking about ideas in the background as more information comes out. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. Also, the chat room, very lively group today. So I, I appreciate that. Again, jump over to roguenews.com uh, where all of our content is listed there literally the same day uh, for replay. And then also, if you want to join our Discord group, uh, send me an email, cj at roguenews.com. I believe I'm all caught up with those. Uh, we will not be having Matthew Errett on today. What we are working on is a end-of-the-year uh, roundtable and uh, focusing it on kind of a, a recap of 2022, the, the, the big news, the big events of the year, but then likewise looking into 2023 and uh, putting putting a roundtable together for that. So, Cowboy, want to thank you for uh, jumping on today. Uh, also, everyone keep B in his, your thoughts and prayers as he's on his way to recovery. And we will see everyone over the Discord. Thanks a lot, Cowboy. Thanks for having me.